When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. If you feel there's more to life than iPhones and iPads and mindless consumerism, if you're open to receiving information in all forms in any number of ways, if organized religion, organized political movements, and any kind of collectivism doesn't just quite cut it for you, if you engage in critical thinking, if you think for yourself, if you have peace and love in your heart and Jack Daniels in your bloodstream, if you believe that seriousness is a disease, if you're curious, then come, let us go on a journey together as we explore the outer limits of inner truth. Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we are going to explore the Akashic Records. Now, what are the Akashic Records? Well, we're still trying to figure that out. But a gist about it is that you have to think about it as a metaphysical, spiritual database that has in it all lives that have ever been lived and all events that have ever happened, past, present, and future. We're going to be speaking with Miss Linda Howe, an author and a teacher who's going to teach us how to access that database, find out what the records can hold for you, and find out what some of the events may be occurring that have already been written about for humanity's uh, future. Now, without further ado, the Outer Limits of Energy Youth Radio Show proudly presents... An interview with Miss Linda Howe. Our guest today on the Adult Civil Truth Radio Show is Miss Linda Howe, founder of the Linda Howe Center. She's also an author and a spiritual teacher, and we can learn more about her by going to her website at akashicstudies.com. That's A K A S H I C studies.com. Welcome to the program, Miss Howe. Oh, thank you so much, Ryan. It's nice to be here. Hey, you. Now, for our listeners that are out there, can you please ex- describe in a, um, a simplistic way as possible what are the Akashic Records and why should we be aware of what they are? Okay. <laughs> this is a $50 million, a $50 question. million dollar question. And, and the perfect <laughs> this is it. This is it right here, and it's the, it's the perfect place to start. Yeah. Okay, most simply, the Akashic Record is a vibrational archive of every soul and its journey. Okay? okay. So everybody's in it. It's a, it is the soul level dimension of awareness. Okay? It includes our past, our present, and our future possibilities. Okay? Because we always have free will. But that's what's in it. What's included in every set of records are two parts. The first is the, it's like the DNA of the soul. It's the etching, the imprint. It's your divine potential. Okay? What travels along with that is the catalog of lifetimes you live through which you awaken 
to the truth, right? To, to the divine truth of who you are. That's what the Akashic Record is, okay? okay. Now, the next thing is, so, and how can it help us really, right? Because it, it's so interesting because it's very esoteric. And, you know, Akasha is a Sanskrit word. It's very exotic. Well, you know, it's like yoga used to be exotic. But in, in, in real life, it's quite simple. When we work in the Akashic Record, which we do, we connect using a pathway prayer process, it is a, um, it's a sacred realm. It is a dimension of, of uh, safety and sanctuary um, and illumination. All right. And so working in our own records, we have the opportunity to enter into a, a really, which is, it's so interesting because it's very simple and it's very profound. We enter into this state of awareness that we're all very familiar with. You know, we've all bumped into this dimension of our being. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, intentionally and a lot of times unintentionally, we, we make contact with that part of ourself that has infinite perspective and incredible intimacy. And that's what the record is. And it's wonderful to look at our path. Like, what is my soul's path in this lifetime? Working in the record is a, a very effective way to, to explore and really examine this question at, because it is a realm of light and it sheds great light on, you know, on the question. Okay, I want to add, go a little bit more path. with the actual um place of the Akashic Records. I mean, the Akashic Records are, is it record or records? It's records. As far as that goes, is that a place within your higher self? Is that a part of your soul or is it an actual place that you can go to based on whatever dimensions you are in? Can lower vibrational frequency spirits enter into this place, is this uh, location, this spiritual uh, location, someplace that all souls have the capability of visiting. And also, if that happens to be the case, are there other places that other souls can attend to, regardless of the vibrational frequency of access to other information centers, such as the ones you are describing? Okay. That's a very interesting question. Okay, here's the Akashic Record. It is embedded. It's like infused in. To, it is the soul level dimension of consciousness. So it's infused into the soul. Okay. Now, the truth of the matter is, it is present within. It, it's it's a you know we're multidimensional beings as you know and so it's embedded within and beyond us. It is both imminent and transcendent. Okay. Now the fact is you know when we talk about people of people or you know beings whatever of of lower vibration you know more dense right the truth is is this embedded within them absolutely do they have access to it no. Not direct. Um, so, I mean, we know that to make a conscious connection with any vibrational realm, we must be in harmony. We must be resonant with it. Okay? And so 
Consequently, what we understand as lower vibrational activity does not exist within the record. Okay, okay. It, it just doesn't because it's not it's not um, functioning at the same uh, rate. It's not functioning at the same rate. Does it? But if you look at the does it? Well, I just asked to bring up something that if you examine uh, darkness and the darkness that would be prevalent mm-hmm. in this world, and you examine it and I think that it is a fair assessment to say that in some circumstances, the darkness has a degree of cunningness or a degree of uh, perception and intellect that maybe keeps it a step above whatever forces of celestial energies could be keeping it in check or not uh, keeping it from having such dominance over certain sections of a particular population. And if the Akashic records are a place where a higher vibrational frequencies and spirits attain various informations, is there an antithesis of the Akasha record that the darkness uses to garner their information, their cunning, their intellect? Because I imagine that what they're doing for their ability to hang on for such power for such long, I did not think that it could just come from intellect. I would imagine there would have to be some kind of driving spiritual force or collective collaboration of entities and beings at a much lower density vibration that would be contributing to their force. Am I incorrect when I state that? No, I think you're right. Um, From an Akashic perspective, okay, when we see, um, let's say, uh, forces, um, beings, you know, people, (laughs) who um, use their resources uh, to cause harm to themselves or others, um, whether that's through, you know, direct control manipulation or indirect, what we see from an Akashic perspective, and this, this is actually quite fascinating to me, is that for this, let's say it's a person, I think it's, you know, it's easier to anchor it in that way. We can recognize it in an individual. And what we see from an Akashic perspective is that this is, at this moment in time, the best idea that this individual has. It is their highest level of awareness, okay? And that's what we see from an Akashic perspective is that every being, every collective, every group, every civilization, you know, physical or otherwise, is is really in this unfolding process of recognizing their essential their essential goodness and along the way there really are from an akashic perspective there is room now listen i'm not saying this is convenient it's very messy it's very destructive terrible things happen but what we see in the records is there is present within every expression of creation an immutable indestructible point of light that no matter how ridiculous and terrible the behavior, no matter how heinous the motivation or consequent action, there is something within that that is infinitely good and cannot be destroyed. And that is that is really the unfolding, you know, the unfolding and the awakening of life throughout time and space, especially in on the earth plane. You know, the earth plane we're all awakening to the fact that even though it's like dense, heavy material, you know, 
slow. You know, we've got time, we've got space. That the, the fact of the matter is there is something much greater happening here than meets the eye. And, uh, I don't even know if that answers no, your no, question, it does, Ryan. It does, it does. How did you discover the Akashic Records? It says you discovered the Akashic Records in 1994. What had occurred? Were you meditating? Did you have an out-of-body experience? Did you see a visual? No, 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 no. No, let me tell you. This was, this was quite interesting. Um, when I was 24... I had what was for me a very um, <laughs> a life-changing spiritual moment, as, as many of us do. And in that moment, I, you know, I had done everything right, and I was good, and all of this, and and I thought there must be more to life. And I had this moment where I was awakened to to the fact that there is more. And in this moment, I had this sense of being known, like really seen and loved and enjoyed. And it just, and at the same time, I had this sense of being one with all of life. Okay. okay. Needless to say, this blew my mind. So I was 24 when that happened, and I spent the next like 16 years, basically, in hot and heavy pursuit of like, how can I have this in my life all the time? And, you know, I, I did all kinds of things. When I was 40, I was, I was on a panel. There was a woman speaking about the Akashic Records. She was very, um, I don't know, she, she kind of seemed like a high priestess to me. Okay. So anyway, she was saying she was going to have this class. I went. Now, I'll tell you what. I heard the word Akasha, and somehow it just went into my heart and soul. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, you know, I had heard about the Akashic Records, but, you know, I was very much of the, of the generation and being in the Midwest. You know, the Akashic Record was for people way out on the fringe, uh, you know, it certainly was not available. You know, certainly Edgar Casey could get in the records, but he was the rare exception, and the rest of us would just have to <laughs> read about it, okay? But I went to this woman's class, and she said, this is how you get into the records. And I opened the records following her instructions, and I had an experience. The experience I had opening the records was the closest thing to the experience I had when I was 24. I want you to know something, Ryan. I am now, I'm 60. How that happened, I don't know. But I am 60 years old. I have been doing this for 20 years. I am in the records all the time. It never ceases to amaze me because it continues to open up greater. Um, in 2001, I was given a new prayer to access the records. That it's the pathway prayer process. And what it does is it connects into not only like the mind of the record, but the heart of the record. And so it's, it's entering into this sacred realm of consciousness. And, um, and and so I've been using it ever since. And, and what's, I don't know, really strikes me funny is when I first came into the record, I thought, oh, my God, I got it that it was infinite. But, Ryan, I didn't know what infinite really meant. Because I sit here now, 
um, I have, you know, I've, I've written three books. <laughs> I'm working on my next one. Do you know, it just keeps unfolding. Such is the, the nature of the record. Um, and it is the first time in, in human history that the Akasha is available to secular people like you and I. You know, historically the record was for, I don't know, you know, scholars and mystics, and, which was all terrific. I mean, that's all good. But now, you know, we are in the age of awakening. We are in the age of spiritual maturity and responsibility, and the Akashic Record is now available to people like us for our own enlightenment, illumination, guidance, and direction. Okay, I'm going to have two questions. I mean, I want to, I'd love to get both of your answers at the same time. I don't know if we can do one at a time. Uh, the first question is okay. this. What are some of the tips you would provide individuals on how to access the Akashic Records? Like, if you, in a simplistic type way, how does a person access them? Okay. All right. There is, I was given a prayer. It's called the pathway prayer process in the saying of the prayer, all the instructions in my new book, discover your soul's path through the Akashic records. The instructions are in there. Very simple. But what we do is we find, and it's, you read the prayer, (laughs) you read the prayer out loud. You use your current legal name. In the saying of the prayer, there's a, you hear it, there's a rhythm to it. There is a, um, what happens is it facilitates a shift in consciousness, okay? Now, it's a subtle shift, okay? Because we're not dealing with psychic here, we're dealing with spiritual. What it does is it moves us into a dimension, a space of, of awareness that is heightened. It is more sensitive, Right, so that we can register these impressions, impressions of wisdom and aliveness that exist within our record. So we say a prayer to open, we say a prayer to close, because we want to be responsible for our work. Right? You know, we don't want to be, you know, this isn't like, you know, we open our record to go grocery shopping. No, no, no. This is, I mean, it's sacred work. You understand. So when you this as far as this prayer goes, is this prayer only available uh, to people who purchase your book? Is this prayer available online? And- no, no, no. You can go to my website. Go to my website. It's free. Okay. It's on the website. Okay. It's free. It's, on, it's all over the place. No. You know, do you know what I mean? If you're looking for it, you can find it. It's on my website. My website is akashicstudies.com. Go there. It's listed. Okay, so let's just you – can, You can pick it up. And, you know, my books are in libraries. Your books are in libraries. So there's, listen, I have no problem. If people don't have money, that's good. Okay. I mean, it's, I understand it's a problem. But, you know, you can go to a library and get the books for free. Okay, so I want to go a little bit more back to the, the prayer. When you're saying the prayer, you're, it seems like you're putting it in a combination, a combination code that kind of maybe gives you a fast track directly into these records. Is that what uh, we, we doing? We have- that is a great way to put it. Now, you said you've gone to the records. Uh, for somebody who's never gone into the records, what are some of the you know most fascinating things that you've come across? Have you seen what happens to Earth in the next hundred years? Have you looked to see you know when does humanity ever stop going to war? Does humanity come in contact with the extraterrestrial beings? You know, do we uh, ever find a cure? I mean, I don't know. Do we find a cure for a lot of diseases? I'm curious about you know what are some of the most fascinating things you've come across? 
Okay, I'll tell you what. My work really is, I love it. I love it, right? It's so great. My work, though, um, is really about personal transformation. Okay, that's what I'm really, I'm, I'm really interested in. And I'm very, what's been very clear to me working in the record is this, that we as human beings are in this process of, of awakening to our soul's perfection. We are, see, I'm very, this, this is so phenomenal to me that what we are looking at is this dynamic, radical shift in the way human beings understand themselves. Up until now, human beings have identified themselves in terms of their religion, their geography, their nationalities. And this is, we are now moving into an awareness of you know, the oneness of humanity. Now, these times, you know, changes, you know, you boil water, those bubbles are crashing into each other. It's very difficult. But when that becomes steam, we move, we are as, as a collective moving into that. The results of that are that there is, that we are moving into an era of greater peace. Now, is it stormy getting there? Absolutely. Well, There's no doubt about let's it. Let's talk about the storm. You know, our whole self-perception is changing. And so the Akasha is holding, it like holds the imprint of the collective potential. And, and are, are, um, are growing into that, right? Which has been a little bumpy. As you've gone through the Akasha records and you, you've seen things that wouldn't normally be available to the normal naked eye um, unless accessing the Akasha records, do you get the sense or feeling that we are going through a period of uh, turbulent times that have never been seen by humanity before? Are we plunging to an era of darkness? And are we going to this place in order to emerge in a beautiful reality? But does humanity have some bumpy roads ahead? We're talking not just you know, a couple of uh, crazy things, but maybe a, a Mad Max type event. I, I'll tell you what. Does it turn into a Mad Max? I don't know. I really don't know. What I do know is that, I mean, I have seen this image. There, there are two, two um, reoccurring images. I see them all the time. The one is this. It's water in a pot, and it's boiling, and it's the transition. You know, first we have this block of ice, humanity, okay? Then we have the heat, right? And then we have the water boiling, and then we have steam. Okay, I get that. I get that. You get that. The other thing I've seen is this, is that it is a grid of light, points of light, awakening one soul at a time. It's like the earth itself is dark, Right? It's kind of like wrapped in darkness is the way I'll say it. And there are like one light at a time going on. And the light shines from one and then lights start to connect. It's all these points of light enveloping the earth itself. It is so phenomenal and beautiful. It is not instantaneous. Okay, there is a sense of, there's a tension in it, right? There's a tension as the light is traveling through layers of darkness. 
And whatever that is, whether that's fears, whether it's war, whether it's, you know, and it is the, ultimately, it is the envelopment of the, the earth itself, the planet itself, within the whole of the solar system, transitioning, you know, into this radiant, right, radiant uh, sphere of life in which everyone in humanity is aware of their connection with one another. In this, the darkness like drops to the ground. I don't know how else to say that. Do, do you understand? And and the web expands. So do you think that there's a, a, a sensing a split by chance, like a, a conscious split? Uh, there are people who are, are going to be in a diff, two different realities, two different realities of evolutions? Well, I, do you know what? This is, I think this is actually, that's really... Uh, this book that I just, my new yeah. book about discovering your soul's path, it really does address this challenge okay. because this is, the challenge is how do we, it's the challenge of the age, right? How do we maintain our soul level awareness, that spiritual sensitivity and live in the world? How in the heck do yep. we do that? Because we know it's not either or. There is a fusion process, a fusion, right, where we are fused units. We are moving beyond um, duality. We are moving beyond like these pairs of opposites into living um, from the inside out, leading with our soul. We are moving into that time. Okay. Never been done. So it's a little messy. Well, messy and but I have no doubt. I have no doubt where that's where we're going. I have, it's really – I don't. I'm like, oh, that's very clear. Well, that's great. And uh, yeah. you know, I want to just uh, come back to your book real quick, which is your new book. It's called Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records, Taking Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary, which is available on Amazon.com. If you look at the reviews, it's got a lot of uh, good reviews thus far. So obviously, people are enjoying it. When people go out and they buy your book, what are you really hoping to connect with them? What What are the, maybe the, the, the three key messages that you want to relate to them in your book? Or you'd hope you're trying to communicate with them in your book? Okay. Okay. Here's the thing, that, that each and every human being is entitled to a more conscious relationship with their own soul. Okay. Okay? That it is simple, that they can do it, and the awareness of this relationship can change their lives, producing the shift that we're all seeking, right, from ordinary, enough with ordinary, to extraordinary living. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's very, that very it's, positive. It's simple, it's accessible, and they deserve it. Good. Good. And yeah. I would like to ask you a, uh, a final question is this, is when you are dealing with your clients, do you have the capability <laughs> just by looking at them, just by speaking with them, of accessing various parts of their soul's journey and revealing to them information about their uh, journeys throughout various lifetimes. Of course. Okay. And When someone comes, like if I were to do a reading on you, yeah. you and I would sit down, I would open your records. But here's how this goes. The way into the record, because remember, this is the age of spiritual maturity and responsibility. So we would look at what issues in your ordinary human existence are challenging. And we would enter in through these, you know, they're like um, 
a little gritty, perhaps. You know, there's a little traction there, a little grit. And we go in and we look to see what, what is the source, you know, what is the source? Because there's no time in the records, we can really get to the bottom of things. What is the source? What is the true nature of the problem? And what will it take for you to go free? Okay, all of that. See, when we go into the records, it's not like we open the records and the whole thing falls on our head. It's not useful. This is about the use of the Akasha, this field of infinite wisdom and, and aliveness for our personal evolution, our personal growth and transformation. And so... Do you, I mean, you understand that. So anything, and, and outstanding past lives that have been resolved, we don't, we don't need them. They don't come they up. Don't come up. But the outstanding past lives that aren't resolved, listen, we're playing them out in this incarnation. And so we just, in the records, working in the records, we can, it's a, you just reach in. See, once we move from an ordinary to an unordinary state of awareness, time as we know it, I mean, you know this, it, it just collapses. So it doesn't matter if something was five days ago or 5,000 years ago. It makes no difference. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Let me go back to so you're, when you're reading someone's energy field, you're, you're looking at their past lives. Have you ever given someone a recommendation of saying, well, look, you know, one of your previous lifetimes, you weren't exactly the most kind of person. However, if you <laughs> wish to in this lifetime – Take a boulder and kind of walk around with it for a couple thousand miles. You know, maybe you'll be able to burn off some of the karma from your previous lifetime. I think, what are some of the recommendations that you give to people who've lived a questionable or you know, or painful last lives in order to make peace with the uh, karma? That's out. Okay, okay. Here's how this goes. Okay. Now, if someone was a real son of a gun in a prior incarnation. Okay, but you know we've all had we've all had some bad lifetimes. Let's face it. The fact of the matter is, from an akashic perspective, the challenge is that we are growing into unconditional love for ourselves and all others and all creation. The question becomes: How do you love yourself when you have been a a total monster? How do you do that? Can you love and accept yourself? Can you extend kindness and respect to yourself even though you were a rat? Can you love yourself when you've been a victim? See, you know, people come in, I open their records, it's like, oh, my God, they've been in more kinds of, like, dire poverty and terrible situations, and they've been terrible, and they've been, you know, they've been victims, and they've been warmongers. The question is, how do you love yourself when you've been a victim? How do you love yourself when you have become everything you despise? That's the starting point. That is the starting point of all transformation. We're talking about a spiritual realm and the capacity, you know, and growing into our divine potential. Okay? And you understand there is, I mean, certainly there's so much like pain and negativity and venom in the world. And the question is, how do we, how do we transcend it? How do we transform it? And, and the way we do that is by in the present moment, opening up to loving ourselves no matter what, in any end. Unconditional love, I mean, it's really, it's, I don't know, it's a pretty scary idea to me sometimes because it means unconditional, without condition. That is what will turn the tide. 
Okay, now I'm not saying we have to go out and love all these people who are, you know, hitting us over the head. I'm not even worried about that. It's, it, it's like the thing is, can I love myself for being a victim of that? And then we, then we step into it. Then we cease being victims, right? And, but see, we're looking at, and, and I know, Ryan, you're all about this. How do, we, how do we turn the tide, the tide of darkness and fear and, and, and really some downright ridiculousness? And the way we do it is we start in the present. And because, you know, from an Akashic perspective, I mean, the truth is there is no such thing as past lives. I mean, we could get really, you know, we could really go there about time. But in the present moment, I have love and compassion for myself, even though I was just horrible. That's the challenge. And as we do that, the need, the need for darkness, the need for layers of fear and denial and and meanness and cruelty, all of that begins to fade away. Wow. Miss Linda Howe, I really enjoyed our interview together today. Thank you so much. And we can learn oh. more about Miss Howe by going to her website at akashicstudies.com. And you can also check out her new book, Discover Your Soul's Path to the Akashic Records, Taking Your Life. From Ordinary to Extraordinary, you can find it on our website. You can also find it on Amazon.com. Thank you so much, Ms. Howe. It was a real pleasure speaking with you today. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Your questions are terrific. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now. Okay, everyone. That concludes tonight's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Very special thanks to our featured guest, Ms. Linda Howe. And though they weren't on the program tonight, a very special thanks to our beloved virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor. Miss Constance Dellis, Miss Laura Lynn, and Miss Lisa Kaza. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Till next time we meet again, my friends, wishing upon you infinite peace, love, and beers. The deals are getting hotter during the dear days of summer. Get 0% financing for 60 months on all John Deere compact tractors. Plus, get a best-in-class six-year powertrain warranty at no additional cost. Hurry in today for the hot deals of summer. Offer ends August 2nd, 2016, subject to approved installment credit with John Deere Financial. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Visit your local John Deere dealer today to take advantage of special savings going on now. Find out more at myjohndeeredealer.com. 